Welcome to Carolina's AGC first uh, podcast. This is a uh, podcast that is going to be um, related to communicating in uh, during the COVID-19 crisis. My name is Betsy Bailey and I am the North Carolina Government Relations and Building Director for Carolina's AGC. And with me today, I have Tamara Edwards, who is the Vice President of Human Resources for MB Haynes, a construction uh, company in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, Tamara, welcome. Thank you for being with us today. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about your role at MB Haynes and um, also a little bit about the company? Sure. Thank you, Betsy, so much for having me today. I'm tell you we are all just dealing with something that is is new for us and new for you know many human resource and safety professionals out there so i'm happy to share some of the things that that we're doing uh in hopes that you know somewhere along the way it might help someone else um as you mentioned i am vice president of human resources for mb haynes corporation here in Asheville. we are uh, getting ready to hit our 100 year anniversary next year so we have certainly weathered some difficult times over the last hundred years, several different types of things, but we have um, right around 625 employees. We have 10 different divisions of construction, um, one general construction division, and then the other nine are sub subcontract divisions of construction. Okay. Thank you. Um, and you mentioned your 100 year anniversary, AGC. Carolina's AGC is also celebrating our 100 year anniversary this year. Um, so again, we've all seen a lot. Here. Yes, <laughs> definitely so, but nothing like what we're going through now. Um, okay. So Tamara, uh, you are our, um, Carolina's AGC has an HR committee and you are um, our uh, chairman of that committee. And so we, we feel like with your unique role on our committee and also um, um, your role with your company that, that you are really an expert on crisis communication. And so um, what, what is one of the first things that you did as a company when you realized that the COVID-19 outbreak had the potential to disrupt your business and the lives of your employees? Well, first and foremost, our employees are our greatest asset and they're our first concern. So obviously their safety, um, their well-being in the workplace as well as at home. So our employees are the first thing that we thought of, you know, and how are we going to, as a leadership team, make sure that those folks have information that we want them to have, um, you know, how, how are they going to receive information and feel comfortable and feel secure? while they're out there. Um, so the first thing that we did uh, was to establish our core communications team. And that consists of Fred Lewis, who is our president, Faison Hester, who is our chief financial officer, Bill Toms, who is our safety director, and then uh, me. And what we decided to do um, with that core communications team initially was come together and be sure that we were all on, all on the same page about what communications need to go out. So the role that we kind of play there is, um, especially initially in the first last week and the week prior, we meet 
at a minimum every morning. And we've met as much as five times a day in the last couple of days. Um, always with the social distancing, we have a very large conference room. So we've kind of coined the phrase a four corners meeting so that we're all um, in the corner of the room, but still talking. And we initially set up a process where any email, any communication that's going out, either comes from Fred, from me, or from Bill. And we asked our division leadership to defer to us on these emails so that we are communicating consistently and effectively with our employees and they are coming to understand that if they see an email from me or from Fred or from Bill, that it's something that they definitely need to take the time to stop and read to get the, the best information and so that we are communicating efficiently. Also, before the emails go out, we send them to each other. So we're all looking at them, we all have input, we're all being sure that we're all on the same page because what might seem natural to me may not to someone else. So we're, we're vetting each of those emails before they go out. Bill and I are primarily um, informational. We are trying to get information out, let them know what's going on, and Fred's role is both somewhat informational but mostly encouragement. We um, want those folks to know that we are a strong company, that we are steady, that we are on this, and so Fred is also sending words of encouragement, thanking them for the things that they are doing well, washing hands, practicing social distancing, um, remaining calm. Okay, Tamara, that sounds like a good plan. Um, what are you finding are your best sources of information um, that, that you are using to communicate to your employees? Bill is constantly looking uh, several times a day at several websites that I'm sure a lot of folks are as well to be sure that we're getting correct information. Um, so he's looking at CDC, he's looking at our local Asheville Citizen Times, WLOS, he's looking at OSHA. Um, I am listening to, as many people are, listening to the President's press conferences, Governor's press conferences, our Mayor's press conferences, we're just trying to stay up on what is factual, and that's what we're trying to to uh, send out to our folks, things that are factual um, with, with regard to the newest information about COVID and the restrictions and guidelines that are out there. Which, of course, changes every day. Um, mm -hmm. Every hour, it seems. Right. <laughs> so it sounds like a combination of, of federal, state, and, and local resources that you're using there that, that um, you know, you are finding to be credible sources of information. Um, right. How do you deal with misinformation uh, that might be coming from your employees or, um, you know, maybe just, uh, you know, things that, that um, you're hearing about out there um, kind of in the rumor mill? How are you dealing with that? Well, with the emails that Bill sends out, Bill is sending out at least one, if not more, emails a day that is simply titled COVID update as of this date. And any rumors that we're hearing, if, if we can possibly address those one-on-one -on -one with an employee, um, we will do that. Um, but if we feel like it's an issue that's really kind of running around out there, then Bill will also address it in these emails. You know, simply, um, you may have heard this, you may have heard that, and this is what the facts are. And so we're addressing it, you know, just trying to address it head on, um, trying to do the best we can to be as transparent as we possibly can 
and alleviate some of those rumors as much as we can. Our, our president calls it throwing water on the fire instead of gasoline. So we're trying to throw a lot of water on things when we hear those rumors. Okay. And how do you ensure um, that all employees know what to do in the event of exposure in the office or on a job site? We, Bill has been putting together our own protocol. Like I mentioned, we have one division that is a general contractor. And so we, we did, uh, Bill wrote and created a protocol for us. But as a subcontractor, we're receiving several protocols ourselves. And so we are in constant communication with our division leadership, our uh, supervision in the field, superintendents, foremen, lead people out in the field to be sure that jobs specifically, they each know what's going on. About half of our employees have an MB Haynes sponsored email um, and the rest, we are utilizing both the MB Haynes emails at email addresses and the personal email addresses through this as well, so that every person is getting the same information. Okay, um, so we've talked about how you've disseminated information uh, within your company uh, a little bit, but if you could span, expand a little bit on how you're communicating internally versus externally to your customers and also maybe why it's important to communicate to the community at large. Well, the first thing, I'll start kind of with the inland there, the community at large, we want folks to know that we are still open for business. Um, we do have service divisions, excuse me, service departments as a part of our divisions. So we are still offering home services for folks that are in need, electrical, HVAC, and plumbing. So along with the emails that go out, any of our social media is being vetted before it goes out. So we want the community to know, number one, that we are practicing safely, that we are adhering to guidelines from the CDC, CDC federal, state, and local uh, guidelines, and <clears throat> that we are open for business. So those social media posts are also being vetted uh, by one member or all of the core communications team right now um, through our marketing department. So we are um, communicating with the, the community in that way. Um, and again, with our internal folks, daily emails, if not multiple emails, we have tried to actually relax our normal communications to employees so that they're not just consistently getting email after email after email during the day. Um, you know, we still obviously want them to work safely out there and not be distracted any more than necessary. So the communications um, from the office have actually kind of been primarily focused on COVID-related. Uh, at least within the last 14 days. Pretty much anything else is kind of, we've just put that on hold, um, any normal company communications. So we feel like we want them to be focused. So as I mentioned, every employee is receiving the same email, um, again, with the same information. Okay, my next question was uh, gonna be to ask you to talk about some best practices and principles of communication that you've used. And I think we've covered a lot of that because um, you've talked about um, you know, the, the frequency of your communication and internally, um, who's communicating um, and your accurate sources of information, um, you know, trying to be um, you know, consistent and transparent. Is there anything else that you wanted to add that's, uh, you know, a best practice 
in terms of, of communicating with um, with your employees or actually, you know, um, externally outside of your uh, company? One thing that we have um, had to really pick up on really quickly is that as things are changing so quickly, um, hour to hour policies are perhaps having to change themselves temporarily an hour to hour. So Fred, our president, kind of puts the authority behind those changes. But I also would recommend, you know, during this time when folks are, are hearing things so quickly and feeling like they need to react, I would encourage folks to to take a few minutes, be sure about it, because what you send out today you may be setting a precedent that you may have to rethink later. So over communicate that these times and these policy changes, if it is in fact the case, these policies can be rescinded or changed once the restrictions on COVID have, have been lifted or once those um, recommendations and guidelines have been relaxed a little bit because what you would not want to do is to put a policy into place and then per se, regret it later and, and have to change that. So putting deadlines on things, you know, we this will be reviewed in four weeks, six weeks, whatever you're comfortable with and whatever guidelines and restrictions you're under by your state, you know, being sure that you're communicating that to employees so that they know what the boundaries and the guidelines are that you are setting in place. Um, questions right. that come in from employees, um, you know, you want to be sure that you address those. Right, right. And how are you handling those questions? Is that just responding by email or or do you um, um, send those questions out to with their answers to to everyone in the company? How do you handle that? Sure. So we've been getting all kinds of communications from employees, from text to email to phone calls. Um, you know, as we we have to remember, we're we're all in here together and we can communicate. But our folks that are out in the field um, you know, may, may feel, you know, a little bit isolated out there. So we're trying to, first and foremost, be empathetic to their situation. Um, we may have heard the question several times, but this is the first time that they are asking the question, the specific person. So it's important to them, um, putting ourselves in their shoes. So safety and HR at MB Haynes normally work um, hand in hand. Uh, we are fairly well one team on many issues, and so this is no different. Bill and I will confer on many of the questions that have come through, um, you know, because he's getting questions that may have an HR slant to them, and I may get questions that have more of a safety slant. So we're reviewing as much as we can each individual question before we answer it, if it's related to uh, COVID-19 for sure. Um, but we're just trying to respond to them in whatever way that they communicated with us. So if it's an email, um, Bill and I review it, we discuss it, and then we answer it as quickly as possible. Um, timely emails, timely responses to voicemails um, are very important, in our opinion, to reassure those folks that they're not being forgotten about. So any opportunity that you might have, five minutes here, five minutes there to return a phone call will go miles for those employees feeling like they're being heard and that you care about them and that their concerns are important. Okay. Um, this will probably be our, our last question because I know that that we are trying to keep these um, these podcasts short so that people um, can take the time to listen to them in their entirety. 
Um, how about communicating difficult messages like decisions about layoffs? Um, how is that communicated throughout the company? Sure, we have um, operations leadership throughout each of our divisions. And right now I'm in close communication with each of those folks multiple times a day. Um, as customers are having to face difficult decisions about whether or not we as subcontractors can come back on the job site, we're having to change our schedule, uh, you know, a couple of times a day. Uh, by the end of the day, I may ask someone, what do you look like for tomorrow? Oh, we're good. And then first thing tomorrow morning, customer won't let us come back on site and what are we doing with these folks so we're doing all kinds of I may stray from your question quickly but slightly um, you know we're trying to do several things in terms of uh, stagger schedules whatever we can do to not have to you know completely lay someone off but if we do then those are handled from the depart uh, from the operations side of the departments we put together kind of a um, a sheet that we are handing to the employee, you know, assuring them that hopefully this will be short-lived and they will be back and all will be good. But we're giving them a, a sheet with the most Im important questions, you know, what happens to my benefits right now, uh, how to log on to the North Carolina unemployment site to file their claims, things like that, so that they have something tangible to take with them. And obviously all of our phone numbers in case they have questions afterward. Okay. And just finally, uh, Tamara, we've covered a lot of, of uh, ground today and we really appreciate your time, uh, you taking the time to do this because I know you are extremely busy um, as things change, you know, hour by hour uh, related to this um, COVID-19 crisis. But is there anything else that you would like to add that uh, we, we may not have covered today? You know, the, the thing that I have, have told my team is, Breathe a lot, take a lot of deep breaths, smile as much as you can. Um, we will get through this. You know, maintaining the communication with your employees, um, no matter at what level, is important um, because you, you want them to feel as though their concerns are, are valid and that you hear them. And that's going to go a long way when all of this is over, and it is going to be over. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Tamara Edwards, uh, here with us from MB Haynes in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, giving us some um, good ideas, good best practices about uh, communicating in a crisis, uh, specifically during this crisis, this COVID-19 crisis, which is certainly unique, uh, unprecedented. Uh, Tamara, thank you again, and for our listeners, uh, be on the lookout for future podcasts from Carolina's AGC. Uh, we hope to be hosting one of these at least once a week. And uh, we look forward to providing you um, credi credible, relevant, and timely information. Thank you again, Tamara. Thank you, Betsy.